Good morning. This is the last podcast from Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, it's beautiful down here, by the way. And yes, yeah, I really, really loved it. If you ever get a chance to visit, go and it's, it's expensive to get here, but it's very, very cheap when you're here. But one incident, show me the power of words, if anything, or, you know, maybe not just words, but, you know, is the vulnerability of it. I was walking through city centre, going to the laundrette and this kid comes up to me he's like oh please buy me bread I was like look go to the laundrette first and then on the way back I'll drop it off because there was like a weird gang there that said to me like come here come here I was like no obviously not but that freaked me out a bit so I was like well get out of the square right now um I go to laundrette it's like 10 minutes away I come out and he's there waiting for me he's like shop here shop here go in the shop all right here's the bread mate oh no I want this as well baby powder I was like baby powder what's this for why is it so conveniently placed by the tail what's going on some scam probably but you know you give benefit of doubt it's very cheap out here but that wasn't cheap because i got ripped off in there um and then i when i bought this i leave and there's like six others show up six other beggars show up like please please help me i'm walking on the street i'm like oh my god if i get sucked in more i'll be here forever but as i'm walking it's like i don't know he might have been like 11 years old he spoke really good english and i chatting to him on the on the way to where i'm going I said, are you going to school? He said, yeah. And I said, what are you doing? How do you get money? How do you support stuff? He's like, I try and pack cars, but I just want some bread. You know, I'm really, really hungry. I was like, oh, how can you say no to this? So I go in the shop. He comes in to get bread again. And then, I don't know, six of them come in the shop. There's others outside. They're begging for bread. And then they all start begging for this milk powder, which is like mega expensive. So I think it's like scam. And I'm about to say no. And the kid goes... Please, Father, please. And I'm like, oh, my God. They call me Daddy, man. Call me, call me Papa. I'm going to say no now. I'm your protector. I will do it. I will protect you with bread. I will, yeah, yeah, you've got me. And I, you know, I left then, and this weird guy was following me for ages, and I shook him off. But I was like, um, wow, you know, the power of a, a well-placed word <laughs> that sets you off balance a bit and you're just like okay fine and it just makes you realize like the power of persuasion of words there's a good quote on words but words before it was like um words we call you know words spelling because they're magic casting spells words are like casting spells i like that it's true because it changes how you think it puts images in your head that's why marketing works and persuasion works and that's really why you should be thinking about how you speak to yourself, how you speak about others, because these kind of become spells and they become reality, right? So if you keep thinking negatively, like I said in the stress one, you're thinking of stress catastrophizing, they become the reality of your life. So, you know, the power of these things is extraordinary, if anything. And that's just a lesson from that, from uh, South Africa. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. But let's focus again now on one day at a time. Let's focus now on what we've got to do today. Okay, because I've gone over the basics, gone over stress, I've gone over catastrophizing, rushing out the gates quick, you're going to just wear yourself out, you're going to lose the race, there's no need to rush, there's no need to panic, you're not going to lose £10 in January, you'd be lucky to lose three to £4, if even lucky, you know, it'd be nice to lose one or £2, you don't need to rush and do things. Um, and that's one key lesson in jiu-jitsu, so I've been training in the Cape Town jiu-jitsu and in London, it's a new one, it's open, so it's like white belts only at the moment. So there, I've been training, like, purple belts, so like, really tough. And obviously, 
when you're against someone better, you try hard at the start, you've got some energy, then you just wear out fast. Use too much energy for things that don't require it. And the opponent doesn't even really have to do anything, just has to wait for you to wear out and you're defeated by a simple attack, right? That's just how it works against beginners because you just go too fast, too hard. And it's very similar with this weight loss stuff. Like these diets, these workout plans, there's nothing special about them. Um, they just wait for you to gas out. And they go, yeah, we beat you. One flick, it's over. One chocolate bar, it's over. One drink, it's over. One this, is over. One that, it's over. You completely give up and your willpower's gone and you come back to square one months later and you go again and again and again. And the same thing over and over and over. So please, can you see the foolishness of this? Please, because it is foolish. Um, and there's no use in losing your head about these things. You know, keeping a cool head is one of the most important things you've got to do. So you're not going to catastrophize this week and you're going to keep a cool head. Now, example for me over Christmas and before, just before Christmas and even up to this day and it's still going to be till next week is um, the Turtle app has been facing significant problems and they're not simple problems to fix. There's complications with the app developer, he's been off and on, complications with the app company who are trying to charge for fixing the app as opposed to like, hey, this is code that we've built and it should be working functionally properly and it's even in the contract that it should be uh, it'll be covered by them to like make sure the app is um, working as it should. And I'm pointing this out. I'm like, you know, we can't keep paying for the developer to do mistakes and wrong code because that incentivizes not doing it properly. It incentivizes, well, if it's not doesn't work and we've got to, we've got to work on a fix that we've, that we've broken, then we're going to get more money. Do you know what I mean? It's just quite ridiculous, if anything. So it's been like back and forth, minor fixes here and there trying to speak to all the customers and trying to put messages out there whilst being away. And I'm not saying this as a pity party type of thing. It's just a reality of when you run businesses, you kind of get the good and the bad. And the, and the good is like you can take a, a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning off if you wanted to. And the bad is really there is no turning off. There's a responsibility and it ends up on your head always. There's no one else. It all falls back on you. It can bring a significant amount of pressure. But every time I get to that stage, I feel like I'm putting the pressures being put on mostly by myself. And whilst it's not good that some people don't have access to the app, we can only do what we can do with the resources and we're trying hard and we'll come to a resolution. And there's no doubt once it's all fixed and we'll count up the weeks that people have missed, we'll give it back to people. It's always going to be fair. Always going to be fair. It's not going to be like, well, you've lost three weeks, tough shit. You know what I mean? It's like, we will be fair. We've always been fair at We've always been fair. We've always, you know, worked hard in there. We've hardly had any problems over the years. So, yeah, in those moments, um, things tend to go wrong all the time fast. It's not just that. There's other things that pop in, this and that, this and that. Um, and it all tends to come out at once. But that's really what our mind does. It finds one or two or three, starts building it up. Oh, my God, it's all going to... Oh, my God, it's all going to shit. What are we going to do? Well... I mean, that's not going to help, really. And you focus one day at a time. What can I do today? Okay, what's the most important thing I've got to do now? Let's break it down. No, no, stop, 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 stop. What's the first thing? Let's clarify it here. Let's clarify the problem and let's get to the root of that and let's get a timeline set up for that, you know? Let's be fair. Let's talk straight and direct about this. Let's not beat around the bush. Stuff like that. You, you, You... You save so much time. And I'm saying this because it will 
this will happen in your life. So if you've had a good start of the new year, a bad start or whatever, like you're going to have bumpy, you're going to have a bumpy ride, you're going to have a bumpy road, the journey's going to go up and down, it's going to go everywhere, right? But re- remaining cool, calm-headed is one of the most important things you do. Not throwing everything out, not having a pity party. None of that stuff works. It just makes it worse. And if that becomes a habit, that's even worse for you. If the pity party becomes a habit, you're in trouble. Because your first thing is to think about me, 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 why me, right? And then you think, oh, well, it's not fair. And before long, you spend all day thinking why it's not fair and you and that, and soothing yourself with nonsense, um, speaking to your friends about, oh, feel pity for me, feel pity. as opposed to, like, saying, look, this is my problem. I just want to vent, vent for a bit. I do this to Johan, my housemate, right? I say, Johan, I just want to vent to you for a few minutes, okay? So I need solutions to this stuff. And I just vent to you, two minutes, I'll be done. I say it to him, and he's like, yeah, sound. We crack on. It's nice. It works well. And I think a lot of us could do that. It's like, just have, I'll, have a, I'll have a vent, and I'll crack on with things. And I'll see what I need to do next. Okay? And that's what I want you to think about. Start implementing as well. As long as the... Along with no catastrophe, catastrophizing this week, keeping a cool head, potentially having an outlet for a vent, if it's your friend or family, or if it's journaling, whatever it is, it's important that you have this outlet and you limit the time of it. Because otherwise it becomes a habit and it takes over your day. And that's not good. Right? It's not good at all. So the most successful people I see on the journey, and I've been in the fitness industry since I was 16, basically. And I've, I was 16 to 19, I was talking to the top experts in the world. I was interviewing them. I was doing articles with them. I was learning a lot from them. Then I worked in Cardiff Sports Tradition, right? And I was, you know in the back and learning how he was coaching people, bodybuilding coaching, physique and sports and all this stuff. And then going to work for a social sports club and then, you know, starting Turtle and then then working with other experts in a more intimate basis again. And, you know, all of this stuff and all of this knowledge, all of this information. And I'm coming back with the same things for you guys because that's what I see works in people. You know, that's what works. It's not about, like, wowing you with more advanced knowledge or, like, trying to make things sound more advanced than they need to be because a lot of people get trapped in that. They get trapped in, like, well, I've got to talk about this, like, complicated mechanism and then if I speak about that complicated mechanism, they might think that it doesn't work that way. You know, a lot of people will talk about stuff like, well, if you spike your insulin, then you stop fat burning, which means you, lo- you, don't, you can't lose fat. And then you go, yeah, that's right. And it goes, what spikes my insulin? Well, you know, if you eat, if you eat carbs, it spikes your insulin so you won't lose weight. And then you go, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds, yeah, okay, well, wow, that's amazing. So if I don't eat carbs, I, I, I won't lose weight. And it's not true because, yes, insulin gets spiked sometimes when you eat certain carbs or foods, right? But it's not about the acute, it's not about that one spike. It's about the net over a day. Some parts of the day, you're burning fat. Other parts of the day, you're storing as long as you're net, as long as you're burning more than you're storing, which is on off, on off all day, you're going to lose fat, right? So me having a chocolate bar and potentially spiking my insulin now, today, but I'm still in a deficit, it's not going to stop my fat loss net. I will still be in a calorie deficit, I'll still lose fat, even if I spike my insulin, you know? And it was, I, I covered this in the podcast a few weeks ago, where... Um, Jordan Syatt did a test on himself where he did the continuous glucose monitor, he did blood work, he did all this stuff. He ate in a deficit, but he basically ate sugar all day. Sugary sweet, sugary snacks all day. He just he wanted to spike his insulin as many times as he could. 
to prove that even when you spike it, you lose weight. He did. Everything, he lost weight and all, all of his health markers improved. Even his testosterone went up, you know. When you tell he's like insulin spike, glucose smaller to people, the results he's had, they'd be like, no way. No, they lose their head. No, no, it makes you really unhealthy if you spike your insulin. It's a normal part because you're meant to have it spike sometimes. You know, obviously spiking all the time, you can have energy crashes and stuff. It's not good. It's not saying do it all the time like he did, but he did it on purpose just to prove a point, right? So all of these things come into play. It's about simplification. Bruce Lee once said, I don't fear the man that's done 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man that's done one kick 10,000 times. And he's very philosophical, Bruce Lee. And he's bang on with it. I don't fear you people, and obviously don't fear anyone. Well, you know, you shouldn't be like wondering, well, that person I know is tracking 100 health metrics. They've got their Whoop on the Apple Watch. They've got five subscriptions. They're tracking this, they're tracking that. They've got 100 metrics going on, doing this and that. They're trying to do all these sports, all these weight classes. And you go on and you go, oh, we're amazing. Fine, they're not going deep enough in any of those things. What are the things that actually matter for the goal you're doing? And if most of you, your goal is fat loss, the things that matter, you can cut everything away and focus on calories, protein, and steps, right? If your goal is performance, and you want to do your best at a game, at a match, you need to start thinking, right, carbohydrates become important, and even that timing of carbohydrates, and actually, maybe what carbohydrates suit me best and don't make me bloated or like don't make me feel like I'm going to spew after I eat them. So you start time, timing your carbohydrate intake, you start looking more at your hydration, you're looking at hydration, you're looking at carbohydrates, you're looking at electrolytes, you're definitely looking at protein intake and overall calories as well. There's a few more factors come into play. You know, you're looking at like what you're doing before the game, you're looking at game day morning, you're looking at intra-game, post-game, you know, you start looking at those, they become important. So it depends on your goal. But a lot of you listening are trying to lose weight. So I don't know why you want to focus on more things when actually you focus on those three things, everything drops into place, right? Everything falls into place with calories, protein, and steps. It's a fact, give it a go. Some of you are like, well, I've... I've gone under my carb intake, but I'm over my fats and my protein's okay, but my calories are in check. I'm starting, but why am I going over my carbs? doesn't matter. If your calories are still within range, on average, and your protein intake is roughly there, or you're going to get there, you know, you can improve that slowly over time as well. Guys, the results are going to happen. Don't stress yourself out. Remember, words, call a spelling, it's magic. So, one day at a time, we're going to cast a spell now. Today... I will live until bedtime. I will focus on what matters. I'll put a smile on my face. I'll have some joy. I get to move. I get to walk. I get to eat good foods because I want to fuel myself right. That's a good mindset to have. I get to do these things. I get to use amazing pieces of technology to track as well. I get to have human support. Amazing. I'm going to utilize it. There's a community out there I can reach out to anytime. Amazing. I'm going to do that. Why wouldn't I? And I'm going to make sure that I make the most of being able to improve my health. Because one day, I maybe won't be lucky enough to be able to work on this. But I'm going to do it today because it's going to make my day a better day. And I'm going to go out in the middle of the day as well, hopefully, and get some sunshine if it's available. Um, and limit screen time and all that stuff as well. So try those things, but break it down, guys. Steps, protein, calories. Um, put a smile on your face. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.